0: I want to share something that I give all of my clients, including done for you clients going forward, that really helps me understand what even they might not be saying about their offer and about what might be affecting their sales too. So in the past episodes, you've probably heard me talk a little bit about from the last one around the case study, talking about what's working really well. Uh, And part of that is that this client is really committed to getting themselves into the best place possible to sell uh, and market and be and connect at all times. And what people don't really talk about enough is, you know, you hear a lot when it comes to marketing or business in general about taking time to reflect each week or each day, each month, each year of what's going well, what's not going well, what to change and whatnot. Well, I'm going to call you out a little bit (laughs) and say... I don't think a lot of people do this part of that reflection, which is really getting honest with themselves about their offer and the current relationship they have with their offer. So let me give an example. With all of my clients from done for you to my one-off clients who are in uh, any of my intensives or even my offer improvement session, I always begin to ask them a couple questions, either put in a form or ask them through the call. And I'm actually going to share them with you so that you can start to use these for yourself and better know where to begin. That might not always be starting with the messaging process or marketing because there might need to be some shifts to do up front. So when I'm working with a client, especially if it's a long-term client or even one-off, I have them list if they have more than one offer, like freebie, like, lead magnets or pay depending on what we're working on for some people like in my offer improvement session we do just focus on one main offer for them Um, if they feel like they are in the middle of like transitioning offers we focus on their core ideal clients that way they can use that messaging for touching on all of their offers but for most of my clients they usually come to me and they have at least like one or two lead magnets and then have a couple of offers obviously we are trying to focus on the one that they want to promote most or to sell most. And that comes from not just data, because obviously data can show us which one's best performing or has performed well, but also I need to know the data on them. So when I'm asking them for their information, like I ask them for their lead magnet or their paid offer's name, the URL, um, a mini paragraph of what it is and what you teach inside of it, that just helps me to know to grab some of the base copy so I know kind of what I'm going for, who it's for, how it's been received by your people. So this means like has it, is it your best performing one? Is it barely used? And then the question that I think is really important is on a scale from one to ten of how much you like it and want to keep it in your long term, where is that? And I go from one being I hate it. I don't want to talk about it again. I'm so tired of it. To ten being excited and love it. And the last one being is there a next step for them? You know, you're wanting them to go to this next paid offering or whatnot. But the questions that I think are so important is the how it's been received by your people, but especially the scale from one to ten of how you like it versus are you gonna have it with your long term? Because a lot of my clients, not all of them, I haven't done a lot of human design stuff with my clients, but I do seem to attract a lot of manifesting generators. Um, I had a lot of projectors at a time. I think some manifestors too. I'm a generator currently. But even if you're not into human design, I have noticed a distinct pattern of the offers that do the best are usually the ones that you're still lit up by. And that's why I ask this question to my clients, because if they are not at a place where they are an eight or higher, it does not matter what we do, because you're already going to be one foot out the door. Because think about it when you are in a relationship with someone as you would be with your offers in your business. You can tell when your partner is having a bad day. You can tell when they are a little bit more distracted, when they're more detached, when they're just like not as present and like amazing as they normally are. And that affects you. And that makes you, you know, either pull back or get more stressed about like what's going on because now you're being affected by that and it's starting to affect how you show up or how you respond to them. The same thing is happening to your ideal clients when they go through an offer of yours, whether it be free or paid. And you have that underlying feeling there, whether they feel that through a recent post you did, whether it was when you actually created the offer, you created it out of a should rather than pure desire. All of those things affect your people because you've probably been on or l- listened to webinars or videos or really any type of uh, medium when someone's just not in it. Like you can tell they are just doing this to check off a box. Like you you can tell even if you know the content is valuable, their heart's not in it. And when your heart's not in it, how do you expect people to really connect with it enough to want to sell? Because we're at the point in this industry, in this capitalistic society, where if you're in the industry of having a life-changing offer, and a life-changing offer can be anything from you know courses, products, uh, info products, whatever it might be, but it means that it's helping to create some type of betterment for your people. And I find that we've gone beyond the, the pact of just having something that can solve their problem. That is the bare minimum. That is the bare minimum now. You can get away with that in more local or, you know, on-demand, on-demand, and <laughs> demand services. Like, for example, if you are a landscaper. Uh, like you just mow lawns or you're a hairstylist, but even then you can build on that and have um, landscaping that can be for people who are wanting to have bigger problems or bigger things. But I say that because you probably think about those specifically as they are solving a straightforward problem. <laughs> They're solving a straightforward need. And for a lot of you who are listening to this, you aren't really at the place where you're just having a landscaping business or I've heard someone coin those Those businesses called boring businesses, not because they're in fact boring, but just because they're not as stimulating as, you know, coaching or things you actually care about (laughs) can be. And it's why I think it's even more important than to know, because you don't have a boring business, your heart, your passion needs to be in it. It does not mean that you have to be in it 24 seven, but it means your relationship to the offer and how you feel about it and how you want to talk about it is at that eight or higher is that still excitement because if you've had this offer for longer than a few months again going back to the relationship thing there I was just talking to a friend of mine actually who she recently ended things with someone who basically put on a really great front for the first month where they were very attentive they were really you know talking to them they bought them two hundred dollars shoes it was something else there she even mentioned like I think he might have a secure attachment style and like well there's a couple of things he's doing that doesn't really line up and then they had hung out multiple times a week for months and then immediately something switched and it was unspoken even she's not sure like why it happened and the best thing that we could partake with is obviously asking him is that he believed that he put in enough boxes checked, you know, like did so many dates, did so many things. He just kind of leaned back, you know, the, he used to plan out all the dates. Now he's like, let's just do TV. He is in these things. And this is a really great correlation for a lot of people who have offers now where it is so common that once you set it up once or create it once, you just, don't really revisit it again with the messaging or even the structure of the offer. And that is where it goes wrong because people like her who have more unique needs that needs, you know, as most of us do, need some deeper emotional intimacy, need to have that like connection continue to grow, need to feel that spark to want to stay in the relationship. So does that feeling need to be in the offer for your people too. So I'm saying this because... When I look and audit uh, a lot of people's offers, if they are not at an eight or above, I'm going to ask them why. And a lot of times it can be a variety, and I'll do this in a separate uh, uh, podcast episode. It can be various things of, you know, whether they've just had it for years and just, you know, gotten tired of saying the same thing, which is very understandable. Other ones, you feel like they, they, again, did it out of a should, and then even more there are people who never really had time to think about, well, what do I feel about my offer and how is that making me feel? Is there any resentment that I've been carrying from either like past launches with this offer that didn't go well, that led, that led me feeling resentful that people didn't understand my offer or other things that I haven't really given time to really reflect on that are affecting how I even show up with this and carrying that, again, unspoken switch that happened in me that I didn't realize is affecting my clients, my people who are watching and responding and wanting to reach out for this. Because I can give you so many examples, and I might do this again in another episode, of really understanding how much this makes a difference. Like, I had this recently where I was getting, even in my own head, about an offer for, you know, a month or two ago, and I was trying to make it work. And instead said, when I gave myself the permission to actually pivot, change certain things about it, and actually held myself accountable and asked, why don't I like these things about it? What can I change to make myself excited about it, to be more passionate about it, or even, you know, more turned on and lit up by wanting to speak about it? And within that hour, I had someone reach out and like pay that offer, even though I have not even promoted it at all publicly yet. And it was because really me shifting that part. Again, none of this, I didn't even uh, create a sales offer. The post that I had, it wasn't even about the offer specifically, but the energy, the association changed with it. And you can see this in any relationship that you've been in. You can feel that underlying piece change. And whether you haven't had enough time, because again, reflections usually for marketing are usually around analytics and data, which is supportive, right? It is supportive. I help clients with that too, to look at their data, because we do need to see what their ideal clients are not saying, but doing on their website, on like heat maps and stuff like that. But also you are the creator of this. And we have to understand that relationship you have with it. Like I remember getting on a call with one of my clients who were we were helping to build out a better email funnel because she has multiple offers she wanted to blend in. And she has, I mean, like 10, 20 products, but she has about two or three big ones, like two or three of her more advanced ones. And I remember asking her, you know, I could tell there was one that's kind of like the smallest intro offer of sorts. And as we started talking within the first like 30 minutes, you know, she she listed it on the Google Doc, you know, in that state of 1 to 10, 1 being hate it, don't talk about it, 10 being like 8 love it. She put an, an 8, to say 8? <laughs> 10 being that you love it. She put an 8 for that. And she also put an 8 for the other ones as well that, or actually she put a 10 for the first one that she loved, which is the one that we mainly focused on, and then 8 for the second one, and then 8 for this one. And as we're talking more and more, she actually spoke about, you know, this offer I created years ago, it was supportive at that time, it might be supportive later, and I, you know, include it in some of my other programs, but I'm actually not excited about it, and I don't want to make it one of the main offers to look at. But because we don't have people who actually ask us about our answers, like if I were to have taken her answer it's face value of that eight, uh, I was about to say, okay, let's, let's add it in to be like the main part of the offer because it's the like intro offer and it's like your, your most accessible price, set it up. But hearing her say that it mattered more for us to focus on those other offers. And because we focused on the 10 one first, I think the first offer, the first email we created for her then became her highest opened email in that like first month or two in a launch, which is crazy. So I'm saying this because all of this makes a difference when you are wanting to sell more or increase your profits in business because you can't just continually try and hack around. Basically, <laughs> I don't have any other metaphors for hacking around like a rotted tree or rotted roots. Like that's trying to pretend like something is alive. I think about the, I've never seen the movie, but it's such a iconic thing. That weekend at Bernie's where they have a man who's dead and they pretend that he's alive. It's actually really crazy thinking about it. But that kind of mentality of just trying to pretend and ignore that something isn't off, even though you can tell that you've shifted how you feel about it and your clients seem to be, whether they're not reaching out as much or you're seeing a lot of clicks, but no one's really uh, reaching out to you. Like Those things can help give us some signs of, okay, something needs to be shifted. And this does not mean you have to drop the offer at all. But this means, what do you still love about it? What does? What are pieces that do excite you? And how can we better make that part of the main piece of what you're selling of it? And also, what parts of your offer do you possibly need to drop or repivot? It's why I love this offer improvement session because instead of being focused just on like the sales page copy or just on one thing, it is a holistic view where we are making your offer better. I have it called like your offer perfected. Now, I don't believe in perfection, but I think it's an easy way to explain what's going on because to have someone look at all angles of your offer to really get that holistic view of, okay, beyond just the copy, what else could be attributing to my either lack of sales or just slower sales or wanting to have more sales in this other launch that I have What's really going on here that I'm not seeing that my analytics can't really show me for a fact? And that's what I want to do here. So then you can better articulate, infuse that passion again, renew that excitement with that offer to have your people excited. Like you can even hear my voice right now. That joy that comes from when you finally have that offer that feels good, that clicks for you. And it can be that same offer that you had a year ago. It's just like going to, you know, couples counseling for a relationship where, no, not saying all of those, that everything with couple counseling gets fixed, but a lot of people can come out of that stronger. They can have a better relationship and a longer lasting relationship because they did the work of facing what wasn't working or facing what they've been hiding And letting that come through. And that is what's so important here. And then you can put that into the copy. And then we can put that into the page and the emails. And that's the end, like, that's the second half of the session, because it's important for us to really know why your people might not be jumping as quickly or signing up as much so that we can change and alter and really optimize what can be used going forward. And that's why I love this intensive. And that's why I love this work in general, because. To be able to have my clients leave our call so excited, so passionate about their offer, sometimes for the first time in months, or sometimes just feeling like they finally feel seen and heard in the first time in forever when it comes to their offer. That's not just like a sales pitch. It is so rewarding and fulfilling for me and why I love this work and why I brought back this offer. Because this offer, in case you don't know, the offer improvement session was one I actually did uh spontaneously for the instant yes workshop I had about two years ago that was really there because I hosted a live free workshop with one of my past clients. She, uh, Ellen Yin, she had a live in person, uh, what's it called workspace. And because I didn't know who was going, you know, usually when I'm selling or promoting to people, I kind of know they're in the online space, but since I was doing a live workshop A literal one with real people in front of me, but I have no idea who they are. I couldn't rely on, oh, well, it can be for this product or this product. I really had to see what are the core elements of messaging that will make a difference in anyone's business, regardless of industry, of offer type, of anything. So when I went into this, I created this offer improvement session to help out any offer to be improved and to be optimized to sell more. And it was interesting because when I offered this and when I did this workshop, I had people who were in the the audience who were like a skincare company who I helped out with creating a tagline that they had within five minutes that made them feel speechless and so seen. Others who were a book coach or an offer, uh, a book book coach for authors <laughs> who helped them out in a different way than normal, but didn't know how to speak about that. I had others who became later on clients who were product business owners and others who were system coaches. I had so many various types of people in there and each one of them left with the clarity that they needed. And it's why I love this specifically because I don't bring on people or I don't bring on things that I don't believe I can help. So even if you were to book a session and I th- honestly don't think that it would be supportive, I would give you back your money. I would have no issue with that. So it's something that I feel so strongly about because... I've seen what, I don't want to say the word "dead offers, but offers or people who don't take a look at this quickly enough. And that's when you burn down stuff that shouldn't, that doesn't need to be burned down in your business. That's when you begin to wonder, am I really cut out to make this long term? That's when you begin to start to overthink because what's happening is you're not actually addressing the pieces that really need to be worked on to have your offer and your selling process actually be a lot more simple because so much of this is yes knowing what to say and how to say it to your people and that comes after knowing looking at the analytics looking at how your responses to those questions I asked above and also what you're wanting to be known for in the future and how to blend all of that so your people feel more activated and reach out and buy from you no matter which industry you're in and it's just something that I wish more and more people had the ability to talk about that wasn't just copy-oriented or just landing page design that had all these aspects that we really need when we're looking at how to improve our offers. And it's what I'm so, so passionate about is blending these elements of the copy of messaging, of understanding the like offer and the energetics that go around all of this work. And it's why I'm opening these up again, only for a couple spots. Because I do put my heart and soul and everything into these offers to make your offer sell more and feel better and feel amazing for you and feel right and true. And that's what I want to be able to help you to leave with in these offers. So you can go into 2023 and be able to have something that continues to work with you because you now know, okay, I know when I feel this way, this is happening. I know when this is coming up, I know what to shift. And to now have some better clarity in how to speak about your offer that really engages your people even more. So all of this to say, starting with seeing what's not working, looking at what is rotting <laughs> or what is fiddling off beyond just, again, beyond just vanity metrics, and then look at your, your audience and your analytics and then be able to then from those pieces take, okay, what are the main themes that we're seeing? What do I want to be known for? And let's mold that into this new way of speaking and positioning your offer that you can use for months and years. My clients use the messaging work that I do with them for two to three plus years after. It is deep, 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 timeless work that I really wish for those who are looking for support to give yourself that ability to go get it while the offer is still up. I think I'm only going to have it up probably for the remainder of 2023 at this price, possibly even until uh, Thanksgiving, because let's be honest, a lot of us during the holidays after Thanksgiving kind of just peace out (laughs) until the new year. So right now it's currently at $7.50 for the offer improvement session. We're probably going to bring that up to $9.97 just because of the amount of work they do with it and the amount of time it takes me but I want to give you the access to get in there before the price goes up so please go check it out or dm me if you want more information to even see if it's right for your offer um, Danielle at 3 ms on instagram and I will talk to you later please take time for yourself to look into this and know that your offer is usually merely a couple tweaks both on the positioning side messaging and also internal side from really beginning to sell like hotcakes once again, or for the first time, depending on where you're at in your business. So with that, I'll see you in the next episode.